you, you've sort of been in this situation before, obviously, with Nick Foles back in the past. What does it sort of take um, in order for the team to sort of come together and sort of rally behind the backup quarterback, rally behind this team as you're trying to make this playoff push? Um, well, you know, the, the biggest thing is that uh, whether, whether, you know, if Trevor can go, if CJ goes, um, if CJ goes, then I, I think there's a, I think there's a more of a sense of urgency. I think a little bit for everybody to kind of do a little bit more on their part. You know what I mean? To kind of support, um, you know, your backup that way. Um, you know, but there's not a lot of things you got to do out of the ordinary. You still got to do your job, right? And, and focus in on what, what you do and, and um, you know the one thing about CJ and Trevor both, I mean they they both prepare as if they are both starting. And that's just what the backup does, you know. And I, I know that role having been in it myself, and then obviously coach that role. So, um, but I don't think you have to do anything out of the ordinary. I, I just think there could be a little more sense of it, and it's really at any position. I mean, you know. Um, you know, we talked about Trey, you know, possibly being, he's, you know, obviously he's in the in the protocol. And so the next man up, it's always the next man up mentality. And and uh, we got to make sure that as coaches, we prepare those guys to, to go play. Do you think Trevor is going to practice today? He won't practice today. Yeah, it's too soon after the game. Doug, do you, is there any thought to moving Anton to left at all? If, not, you know? not this late and not right now, no. Mm-mm. You talked about the, the number of guys that might be out, like Trey. Um, I know we look at kind of the guys that are going to fill in those roles, but as leaders, like, what do you need to see out of maybe people who to, to better help those guys? What, what do you need to see? I know you mentioned coaches, but as players, what do you need to see? I think as players, you just have to uh, – you have to embrace them. You have to kind of – you got to help them through um, – Possibly, you know, showing them how to how to study, how to prepare mentally more than anything. A lot of these guys too have played, so they, they know how to play. It's just a matter of you know, and just embracing them. And, and again, it's 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 kind of an all hands on deck type mentality um, surrounding you know whoever whoever it might be you know as a backup who's who's playing. And and you, you know the goal is you don't want to miss a beat. You just you just keep clipping along and and. Um, you know, you still, you still got to go out and execute and, and play at a high level. And you know, uh, we have total confidence in, in all the guys that go out there and, and, and dress and, and play. It's all the challenges that, that you face as a head coach from roster makeup, game planning, all this stuff. Uh, where does whether to play starting quarterback during the December playoff push rank in terms of just? trying to navigate that and making the correct call, trying to balance the player's health with the team's needs. Biggest thing is, is as you mentioned, player health. That's the biggest thing. Um, you know, our job as, as a medical staff, head coach, we're not going to put players on the field that, can, that aren't 100%, that aren't healthy, that, that uh, could maybe even further risk more damage you know, to the area that's, that's injured. Um, and it's our jobs to, to protect those players and make sure, you know, it's, it's not at the cost of, of winning a football game, obviously. And, 
yes, we are in this this last sort of month of the of the year where we're making making our run, um, but we also know too that if, if for instance, if if Trevor can't play in this game, there's there's going to come a time at some point where he is, and you know we've got to we've all got to come together to to kind of weather this storm a little bit, um, so that when you know. Uh, if there's a time when he does return, so to speak, that that you know we make we make that push with him, and and, and we've kind of gone through this period of uh, you know playing playing some backups. Yeah, I want to take you back to what you said though about 100. percent Listen, we all know there's plenty of players that go out there that are not 100. percent So uh, what's well, the cutoff? Is it it, they're not. A, 90, listen, it's you know? the 100 percent is the risk to that injury. The players physically are not 100%. They're all sore and banged up, but whether it's a knee, an ankle, a shoulder, an elbow, that injury, they're talking about specifically that injury, if there's a chance that he can risk further damage, we're, we're not, that's the 100% we're talking about. That's where we're not going to put that player on the field. Obviously, injuries are never good timing, but the amount that you just had and had really with Cam in the last it looked like offensively you guys are really starting to take off these last few weeks. I mean, does that upset a lot of the rhythm of that potential? I mean, you, you hope not. Um, you know, um, you, 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 you know, you look at things and, you know, obviously, yeah, you were, you were in a, a bit of a rhythm. Things were kind of clicking a little bit and, and, um, you know, um, You'd still try to do things that are going to try to keep that same rhythm, you know. But now, again, if you're, if you, you know, we're talking about the quarterback position, you, you got to play to each one's strengths too. You know, if, if it is CJ, you know, he can't be Trevor, and, and Trevor's not obviously going to be CJ. Things like that, um, and so you you try to tailor things according to their strengths, right? And and uh, the things that they do well, and a lot of input from the player. Obviously, uh, in this you know in, in this situation, the quarterback and, and making sure that he's comfortable with the game plan and and uh, even the guys around him, um, you know, they have to do their part too, right? They they've got to be where they need to be in a, in a particular route. Uh, protection has to hold up all those things uh, to to make sure it continues to you know move forward and you know um, went through this in seventeen. And you know we didn't miss too much. I mean, it was a, it was different. It was a different look, but we didn't miss a beat, right? And, and we continued to to improve as a team. How'd you do it in seventeen? And are there similarities to it that you can make? You know, yeah, I mean, you, there's there's similarities. You know, if if that's the case, um, you know, again, it just goes back to the the strength of the player, really, and and making sure he's comfortable with what we're doing. And again, it it may. It may look different to people, you know, how you go about it. But the bottom line is you, you still got to go out and compete and execute and try to win that game, you know, and, and focus on that. And however that gets done, uh, it doesn't really matter. It's just, you know, that's the that's the main the main focus. So like in 17, you know, I had to focus on what Nick Foles strengths were as opposed to Carson strengths back then and and uh, making sure that the guys around him again, did their part, right? And um, and it worked out. Has the, the value of a good backup quarterback, no offense, changed over the years? 
I mean, like you didn't even have, I mean, you play behind the, the Iron Man, right? So, but like, has it changed with the, we talk about it all the time, about the quarterbacks getting injured more often, seemingly? You know, I think, um, I don't ever, you know, for me, I don't ever, I don't want to overlook that position and say, okay, we got our starter. Now, I, you can't, when you do that, it's going to bite you at some point and you're not going to have a backup and or a backup that's ready. And, and so having um, a veteran guy, you know, like we do, and, and, and I would say most teams, I mean, that's, that's pivotal, you know, because, I mean, you see it, this is a, it's a, it's a tough sport. You see how many quarterbacks have, have gone down or, or at least out for a period of time and, and uh, having a guy that's been around and, and, and played meaningful games in this league helps. Do you saw you guys kind of change that in 17 with Bowles and what you paid them and, and how you guys did after that and all that? I mean, I think I think it maybe started a little bit of a, a trend in that direction, you know. Uh, but um, there's always been, even the teams I was on in Green Bay, you know, even when I was the third, we had we had guys like Jim McMahon and Steve Bono and, you know, guys like that up there. And when I was in Miami, it was – you know, it was Bernie Kosar was the backup and, you know, stuff like that. So there's always been teams that have had veteran guys in those in those roles. Mood is going to be your team's nominee for man of the year. And uh, the time you've coached him, can you speak a little bit to the leadership in the locker room and and, and especially in light of a, a pretty long recovery to come back and play? Yeah. Um, you know, since I've known him, just, uh, just a, a great person, um, a great man. You know, just uh, really someone that I've leaned on, you know, uh, on the team uh, from a leadership standpoint. I'm actually, you know, made him a captain this week uh, going into this game too. So, uh, you know, just just says a lot about, you know, who he is as a person uh, off the field, obviously, uh, being a, a Man of the Year Award nominee. Um, and, and then, you know, to um, speak on the fact that, the adversity that he just went through, right? From the end of last season, all of off season, missing camp several weeks to start the season and be in this position now uh, says a lot about him and his character and who he is. And, um, you know, he was one of those guys in the off season. If, if he's healthy, you know, maybe he's not here, right? Maybe he's a free agent. Maybe he's, you know, somewhere else, you know, and playing, but we're, we're just fortunate to um, have him and have him on our team and uh, you know he's playing he's playing good he's playing better each week and and I'm um, excited to see you know where this nomination goes what makes this Browns defense so good it really starts with coach Schwartz with Jim honestly the way the way he uh way he coaches these guys you know and what he says to them and how he says it to them and and uh, you know it's an, it's an aggressive style that goes all the way back to his days when he coordinated in Tennessee you know, back in those days and, and the type of defenses that he had. And, and it, it starts up front, starts with those front four. And, you know, he feels like if he can put pressure on your quarterback with four, now he's got seven guys back there with, with eyes on the quarterback that can make, make plays on the ball um, in the run and pass game. And, and that's what you see with this defense. And the strength is obviously, you know, this D-line. Um, they're, they're, um, they're aggressive. Obviously, we know... Miles Garrett, heck of a player. A lot of respect for him and and uh, the way he plays the game. But um, the other guys are, are you know as talented as well. And, and that's where it starts. It starts up front, but it really starts 
with how you know uh, Jim sort of messages with these guys. Does it help that you know him? A lot of familiarity there. I mean, just knowing him and how he how he coached and how he coached our defenses in Philly, um, you kind of know the structure a little bit. Think you know he's changed some things, you know, uh, schematically uh, over his time, and and uh, but but you know he's got a talented defense right now, and and they're playing playing really good. I know it's not the same situation because Mahomes had, I guess, eight days in between games, but you know he played on a high ankle sprain, right high ankle sprain in that AFC title game. So is there a part of you that's holding out hope that, yeah, Trevor can do the same thing, or is the time between the two games going to complicate stuff? I don't want to compare two injuries, two different people, but in the circumstance of playing in a conference championship game versus a, a regular season game are, are two different things. But um, obviously they felt, uh, they being the Chiefs, felt like he was he was good. He couldn't, you know, hurt himself further. Um, and, and obviously he played. But, you know, and that's that's the case here. We want to make sure that before we put him on the field that uh, as this week goes, um, that he's capable of, of not re-injuring himself. You've uh, played with quarterbacks, coached quarterbacks, who have injury issues and you have to sort of, one of the things you have to navigate is, is the player telling you the truth or is he, or is he just so wanting to be out on that field that maybe he's just taking some, I mean, Brett Favre started a game every year for like 17 straight years. And I'm sure you saw things that, you know, going into a game where it didn't look like he might play or whatever. So how tough is it to sort of take a player at his word and balancing, uh, you know, sometimes even yeah, and, and like, I know, hey, and no, I know what you're, you know? you're 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 getting at. I, I, you know, for me, obviously, I gotta I gotta listen. Not you listen to the player, obviously, but but it's the medical staff, it's the it's the doctors who are who who evaluated him and have had years of experience working through these different types of injuries and. You know, and and for me, it's asking. You got to ask the right questions, right? And and not so much with the player, but to the doctor. Like, what's the risk of, of re-injury? What is the, you know, uh, risk of injuring something, another body part, because of something else is, is weak? You know, and things of that nature. And um, I have to lean on that just a little bit. And then you got to make, you got to make a tough decision and say, you know, either yes, let's go, and you're you're fine. You know, you're, you're going to be um, a little sore and, and, and all of that. But then you, on the other side, go, you know what, you got to make the tough decision and say, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep you down this week and give you another, you know, another week of rest and not, uh, you know, not put the player out there to, to harm him. Last follow-up, what's your comfort level with, with C.J. Beathard? I mean, uh, he seemed to uh, move, you know, except for the fumble, he, he seemed to – Required himself really well the other yeah, night. And, yeah, yeah, no, and had a long pass taken away on a. Holy I know, uh, you know, we got a lot of confidence in CJ. You know what he's done here. Obviously, his his history at you know, um, and you know, again, it, it you look at the 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 week of you know he didn't have any snaps with our offense. He hasn't had any snaps with our offense really. And and you go out there and that's part of the being a backup quarterback. You've got to be ready to go. You know and and. Um, you know, if, if the case this week where he, you know, he'll get all the snaps today and we'll see how the week goes and, you know, um, but I think the preparation, you know, that's why you prepare like a starter. So if, if your number's called, you're obviously ready to go and, and um, you, you, uh, you know, you don't miss a beat.
Thanks, Coach. Thanks, Coach. Thanks, Coach.